This is professional radio, gentlemen. That's front wheel drive. Sorry, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, what would you go for? Thanks to your Okay, and because it's not a supercar. It is. It's not. Automotive perfection comes in the form of two letters, A and U. Long live my LTD. Welcome to Car Talk. It's Tuesday night here on, oh, sorry, online, I should say, with uh, Scotty Doe Johnson, Mr. David Prince, Mr. Alam Deep Singh, welcome back, and Mr. Edward Bunting. How are we, guys? Hello, Matthew. Good, thank you, Matthew. Oh, you know, doing good. doing okay, I guess. As good as we can be. We've just passed our, our country's total for COVID <laughs> yeah, in 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 the in the great state of Victoria. So we are, yeah. We, we, I don't think we're going to be going anywhere anytime soon. We're the, the last seven weeks of lockdown have proved so effective, isn't it? Yes, we're the most lockdown place in the world now. Yeah, yeah, we've 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 officially taken the cake. So, yeah. congratulations, gents. It's, except for Alan, Alan's not living here currently, but but he's still locked down. Anyway. I'm still locked down, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> he's Allegedly. a Victorian in heart. He's yeah, exactly, and I'm a human man at heart as well. So, you know, right, the epicenter of the the outbreak this time. <laughs> represent, Alan. Represent. Represent. You know, Alan. Welcome back. It's been a while since we had you on. How'd you go with your exams? I think I went well enough. It's always hard to tell because frequently grading ends up having happening on a curve, um, and you just hope there aren't too many extra smart medical students that ruin the curve, because I'm definitely not one of them. So <laughs> I prefer the curve there, to come come down a little. Is there an exam question you could give us now and just see how we go? Okay, it's like who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, you've got a seventy-two-year-old woman who's come in to the ED presenting with chest pain. On inspiration, she looks to be a little blue. Lack and, of oxygen. Uh, she's yeah, she's complaining about the chest pain for the last, let's just say, thirty minutes or so. Uh, she's on, let's just say, um, a blood pressure medication, a blood thinning medication, and uh, just history. Two weeks ago, she um, was in for knee surgery. So, what do you think's happened? I Heart think probably no. She's got a clot from the knee surgery that's worked its way up to her lungs, and she needs an ECG uh, straight away, as well as a uh, X-ray on the lungs. Oh, nice work, Ed. I'd give you a HLT for that high-level pass. Really? Yeah. Good diagnosis. Is that actually true? Wow. Yes, most likely. When you consider the background history of having the surgery on the knee, immobile for some time, already on blood thinners, high risk of clotting, age. Yeah. I would have just rung an ambulance. She sounded pretty sick. <laughs> she's she's already presented to the ED, uh, so the ambulance already come along. So get to the OR, cut her open, and have a closer look. <laughs> I'm basically a doctor. Basically, basically. Doctor Edward Bunting. Doctor Edward Bunting. God, that's a scary. That's giving me a whole confidence <laughs> that I never had before, Alan. That's amazing. <laughs> scary. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> that's like that's like when I was on grade six camp and I rode a horse. I'm sure I've told this story before. And they said I had a very natural gait on the horse, like that I, I, I took to it quite well, you know. And so in my mind, what? I was always good at horse riding. Because I didn't go for 20 years. I didn't horse ride since grade six camp, right? So one day I decided to get some friends and go down the peninsula and book horses 
thinking the whole time that, you know, I'm quite natural at horse riding. My God, I was so scared. Um, I could, it was so high up and I was, I was not good at riding horses at all. It was, uh, it was this false confidence. So now, Alan, what you've done now is given me, I'm like, got, I've got a medical aptitude now. What's going to happen is uh, Edward will be on a plane when we're allowed to be on planes again, and um, <laughs> and, a, and, a, and, a, and a lady, a lady or a man or, or any or anybody a child, it will collapse uh, on the plane, and then like, like, is anybody is, is anybody a doctor? And Ed will say, "I answered a medical correct, uh, question correctly." Once. I once answered a question correctly, <laughs> and then sit back down in the seat. What seems to be the problem? <laughs> have you had chest pains? Yeah. You have a knee surgery. <laughs> Like she's like no no I'm like ah oh, sorry I'm all out uh, I can't help you now. <laughs> that's my area of expertise uh, exploited yeah oh jeez well that's uh <laughs> well, Edward I'm I'm proud of you man I think I think you're in the wrong profession I think you need to start I need to think you need to go back to uni and and uh, and join Alum uh, a medical school I don't like blood you know you'd be surprised the amount of medical students that don't like blood and they're still in it. Really? Wow. Is that I think family it's, pressure? Why are they there? Probably family pressure or, you yeah. know, they're hoping to do something else. You, you like, you can try and avoid blood depending on what you do. Um, there are drier Ooh, things, uh, I guess. Dry yeah. things. Oh, dear. Yeah. If, if you're doing something like, you know, rheumatology or something, like you're not, you're sending the person off for some blood tests here and there, but frequently you're not dealing with, you know, any kind of blood on the table at the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm not good with anything. I don't even like going to hospitals to visit people. You know, the I smell to, usually is. I like the yeah. smell, and I start feeling a bit. Oh, I'm not feeling great just because I'm in the building. You yeah. know, so I, I don't think doctor is is profession for me. We can honorarily have you as Doctor uh, Edward Bunting tonight. Yes, we'll give you an honorary degree. Maybe, maybe slip in another medical question in the car quiz. Matt. <laughs> what about a doctorate of motoring? Oh, yes. yes. If that was a course, I would have done it by now. <laughs> maybe we. Should- we- I'd sign up to that. But what do you do at the end of it? If we, we could start that course, and then at the end of it, what do what do what do you what job do you get? Uh, car extraordinaires. <laughs> when my older son came to me at uh, about seventeen years of age and said, "I've decided what I want to do. I want to do a diploma for motorsport," I laughed at him. I said, "Oh yeah, right. Don't we all? That'd be cool." But you know, no. There's a diploma in motorsport, <laughs> he and he's worked in the industry ever since. So yeah. where do, where do you study that? Wodonga TAFE. There is an actual diploma of motorsport. Diploma of motorsport, yep. And what do you learn about in a diploma? Of Basically, you do all the school blocks of a of a automotive apprenticeship. Yeah. Uh, so not the not the you know um, month in the in the dealership and then a week of school and a month. You do all the right. all the blocks of, of schooling, uh, and then you do all the specific things to the um, to motor racing. So um, um, fabrication and um, the uh, tele- uh, telemetry is it? Tele- Telematics. Telematics, that's the word. Um, and uh, yeah, all, so all those bits that are specific to racing as well. Wow. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, I was never that into motorsports, so it's probably not the right course for me. But, you know, for you young kids out there, there's a little <laughs> avenue of hope, isn't it? A ray of sunshine. Indeed. In in this weird in this weird time in this weird time. But let's get into some car updates. We'll start with Mr. Deep Singh. It's been a while since we've had you on. Let's start with you first. Unfortunately, there's really not a lot to go around. We've also been in lockdown. Haven't gone very many places. Just getting groceries or food, and you know, no, no, uh, Apollo drive-throughs, thankfully. Um, so the rooms are still intact. But yeah, um, have not had much chance to um, 
stretch the WRX or the STI's legs, I should say. But hopefully, since we'll be out of lockdown, allegedly on the 14th, yeah, or the 15th, I'm hoping to, yeah, go for a bit of a ride and have some fun. Nice. MX5 front, I don't think anything's changed. The battery has probably died due to negligence in terms of charging it, uh, thanks to my brother-in-law and sister. But, yeah, that's that's uh, that's about it, really. No, nice. Very nice. Uh, Scotty, what this with you? Mm, nothing on my end. That was a quick one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Prince. The last week, uh, oh, I had a little sample of the M3, which was... Very oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. What were your thoughts on that car, David? I liked it. Very substantial feeling bit of kit. I thought nice, uh, very muscular feel in the in the performance of it. Mm. Bit of a drive line, you know, little shimmery sort of thing. But that might yeah, be an alignment thing or something. Volvo uh, Alex thought the same as you. He said it. He said, "God, it's so solid." Mm. You know, for a, and not that you would expect a BMW not to be solid, but he was surprised for the era of car it was how obviously it felt meaty for the. Um, I mean, I've driven E36s before, but it felt even more engineered. You know, like almost over-engineered, probably, which it being yeah. probably is. That's that's part yeah. of the development of the of the brand, I suppose. Uh, and and a lot of um, a lot of M people sort of forget M cars, even though they look very, very close to their non-M cousins, um, they are highly, highly tweaked in so many areas. Yep. You know, brakes, diff, suspension, gearbox, clutch, engine, the whole lot of it has been tweaked. Yep. So it's not it's not just like, oh, here's a big whopping engine, the rest is the same. You know, even though the body looks the same, they're very, yeah. Very worked on. Yeah, and I think that shows. That shows in the driving of them, yeah. even just around around the suburbs, you know, within five kilometres. Uh, yeah. needed, needed to be done at the time. Uh, but today I actually had, had one of the best drives I've had in a long time, actually. Yeah. I, I actually had to go to a funeral up in the Yarra Valley. Um, I was permitted to, to be one of the, the ten people allowed to be there. And, uh, yeah, it was actually... A long way away but you can travel if you're permitted to go to a funeral if you're within the numbers mm-hmm. so yeah i was only in the caddy but i tell you what i thought oh i'm gonna drive over the dandenongs up mountain highway to sassafras mm-hmm. and then cut back from alinda down to monbulk and uh oh it was brilliant <laughs> it's only 1.4 turbo but uh dsg in sport mode it didn't spontaneously combust so that's really good yeah. uh not a car on the road basically it was dead as anything up there so that's good uh, it was great, and I, I came home. I said to my said to my wife, it was like being on a holiday, you know, like yeah. actually seeing a view with trees and mountains and things yeah. like that. It was brilliant, which just goes to show how we are also starved in Melbourne yes. at the moment of <laughs> the ability to do such things. But uh, yeah, so that was the nicest drive I've been on in a while. I think so. First of all, Mr. Prince, con- condolences for for your friend. Oh, uh, thank you very much. But uh, but yeah, I'm glad you got out and about and you know, had a nice drive. Yeah, it was, it, I made the most of, of an unfortunate situation. So, yeah, um, yeah which I've got to try and do. That's right. Absolutely. Mr. Bunting, update. No, it's Dr. Oh, sorry, sorry. Dr. Bunting. Dr. Evil. Dr. Bunting, what have I been doing? It's funny because my dad, my dad is a doctor. He's not um, not a medical doctor, but he, he does have a doctor in front of his name. 
So when I hear Dr. Bunning, I just think I am my father. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what's he a doctor of, by the way? Education. Educa- oh, really? Okay. Which is ironic because I'm very uneducated. <laughs> what was I doing car-wise? The CRV is sold. I think I mentioned that last time. So it got sold live on the program. Program is good. Um, that's going this weekend. Um, so that's just waiting around for delivery. The Blue M3 uh, is in my garage hibernating. Um, it needs a couple of front springs on it. So my friends ordered those and it's just waiting undercover for those to be fitted uh, to put it back to standard ride height in the front. What else have I been doing? I was running a bit of a car wash on the weekend. So uh, a couple of friends dropped past to cleanse their vehicles out the front of my garage in the open air, you know, um, permitted, no different really to going, uh, going for a walk. So uh, I sat there on a camp chair that I'd found in hard rubbish. I found two seventy sort of little fold out camp chairs in hard rubbish. And I just had them sitting in the garage because I just shoved them there. And it was a nice day and the garage door was up and I was like, I'll just grab one of my new chairs. And uh, I sat on my free 70s camp chair watching my friend clean his Volvo 240 wagon that he bought. And um, that's quite a nice sight, watching a 240 in front of you just get cleansed. I was like, yeah. And then I went and got to the takeaway sandwich and I brought that back and I was eating that. And I'm like, well, this is permitted. I'm having a little soiree in my garage. Soiree. Uh, well, on the street, really, but with the garage door open. Um, car-wise, though, yeah, not, oh, well, there was that MG that I looked at. Mm. Um, so you told me this yesterday when we had, when we had yeah, a little, so a a little chat. So the theory is, well, this is how I've convinced myself uh, the theory should go. So I, as you know, I kind of have a hankering for a Morgan. Um, they're expensive. There's not many of them. Uh, and I do have every one of them saved on my phone during COVID, <laughs> just you know, seeing what they're doing and are they changing or selling or not or blah, blah, blah. I saw an MGTF, which is probably one of the prettier T-type MGs from the 1950s uh, on Facebook Marketplace. It was a very patinaed car. So it had a nice faded paint job and nicely tattered and worn interior. And I started thinking about that notion of driving a vintage car like that, that's mechanically good, you know, engine drive line braking, you make all that nice, but you leave the tat. And I thought, I kind of like that. You know, it's it's a bit like a Volkswagen rat rod or a, you mm. know, a Holden rat rod. And you, and you see a lot more of that these days. Yeah. People who drive highly patinaed up cars, but mechanically they're sweet as pie. So it's along those lines, just with an old vintage MG. And I thought, well, it's a lot of the, it's a, a lot less pricey than a Morgan, um, and it gives you kind of the same era of motoring and look. With the, I like, I think it's the big running board, it's the big curved running boards. I'm falling in love with on those things. Anyway, so I started thinking maybe this is not a bad idea. So I did uh, manage within my 15k to have a look at that out in the street. I quite liked it, but not being able to get someone to crawl under it and look at the you know, the wooden frame of it and all those things that you'd want an expert to kind of glance at it. It's all, it's a bit hard, you know, you really are taking a bit of a punt. So I, I thought I need to go and do some more homework on this in the next few days. It got sold probably a good thing. Um, but now I'm more educated on the MGTF. 
I don't mind. Like I said to you last night, Ed, I don't mind like like a like a ready version, especially if it's mechanically really really good. Like I remember yeah. seeing at, at the last Cars and Coffee, there was the Rat Am, which was a Trans Am. Yeah, um, that Trans Am exactly right. And I'm like, that was so cool. It was mm. so like the body was so patina, but inside was quite nice. And, yeah. And, and it sounded like it was really nice, like when he when he, yeah. when he was parking it. So I was like, that. That to me is like it's more of a driver. You can take it places. And yeah. You don't have to worry about it as much. Like that makes a, a really good proposition. It's a cool notion for owning a classic because I think too often we get caught up in oh, it's got to be restored, it's got to be repainted, it's got to be this. And certainly the eighties and nineties were all about over restoring cars almost. Yep. And David, you would right. have uh, been well aware of that being an industry. You Absolutely. Know, Things got chromed that were never chrome, you know. Yep. Um, hoses got braided and that were just plain black rubber back in the day. And, you know, cars yep. got done better than they ever were new. And it sort of loses the whole appeal for me. I think the vast majority of, of you know, Tiranas and Monaros and GTHOs and stuff that have been restored are, are, are far better now than they ever were when they left the factory. Yeah, that's you right. Know, the build quality was, was sort of not brilliant back in the 70s. That's right. And then you get very, um, you know, you're scared of every paint chip or every scratch and you don't want to park it on Chapel Street while you have dinner. And, you know, it's all of that. It becomes a, I mean, I've got a friend with a concourse winning Ferrari. It never gets used. It sits mm. in the garage. It's beautiful. Like he's won awards with his car. It's stunning. But it's really a shame to have that car not being driven weekly. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And I think it doesn't work on newer cars because if you have a, if you have a 90s car that's ratty, well, it just looks ratty because it's not vintage enough. But when you get to a, a 70s or a 60s or a 50s or a 40s car that's ratty, it's really cool just because the, the shape is so uncommon. Yeah, I, I saw, um, I mean, in the States, it's been done quite a fair bit, but there was like a old 66 Mustang that it was a fastback, but it, it was like the body was hammered. But interior was really nice and the mechanicals was spectacular like it had like a more modern engine and stuff and upgraded suspension and it drove like a new car apparently yeah um, but it just looked like an old teddy mustang and i really thought that was so cool i was like yeah. i would i would totally drive that like i would yeah, own yeah. that and people are doing it you know as we've said with land rovers series ones and twos you know you'll get them mechanically great and there's even a mob in williamstown you know doing the electric conversions on them but they leave the patina you know it looks like something that's just driven off a farm but underneath, amazing. Yeah, um, I, 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 really, I really quite liked it. I think, I think that's yeah. a, I think that's a really cool, cool way of doing. It. And, and I also like how people, like I, I know I'm referring to like a TV show, but on, uh, Fast and Loud, they had, they had this old, old, um, Dodge truck they did, and they put an LS in it and stuff. But the, the, the patina was great. So all they did was just clear over it. They just cleared the whole car. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just, just to protect it from getting any worse. But you know, all the yeah. rust patches and all this and all that. It, it all stays, yeah. It all stayed, but mechanically, the thing was an animal, and it handled, yeah. and it was was actually a reliable car. And that, yeah. that that I think is my next, yeah, my next foray into a toy for myself is going to be something something along those lines. I think the other big advantage is that you haven't spent the money on restoring it. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the other thing. I, that was uh, the um, my uh, LN three sixty, the the panel van that I've got. Yeah, well, that's, that's the whole. Whole idea with that. I mean, the body is as it as it was when I dragged it out of the backyard of this house over in the northern suburbs. Uh, mechanically, it's spot on. Drives great. Starts every time you turn the key. Um, but yeah, the paint's got a lot of chips in it. It's got some dints in it. It's got you know the, the paint's very thin in places. I actually had some. Uh, I actually brought it up a little bit. I actually had some 
um, some duco color matched to the faded um, uh, color uh, with 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 a dulling agent put in the paint. So I actually had spray paint that was basically yeah. the same dull <laughs> color of the of the rest of the car. So yeah. I've just sparingly used that in in places where it was sort of a bit beyond what I wanted, and then and left it in other places. And, and it looks great. It looks oh, like someone. That car's amazing. It's yeah. Someone's just dragged it out of the back of a shed and and yeah. put it back on the road, and that's what I wanted with that car. But but part of the reason for doing that is that to do a, a full a bare metal respray would have overcapitalized on that car to blazes. You know, like yeah. it was, there was not a lot of point. You know. Yeah. The thing with painting cars is down the tr as long as they're solid and they're not rotting and they're preserved down the track. You can always paint it. There'll always be paint. There'll always be that's something right. you can repaint right. a car. So I'm not. But it's only I'm original not, once. Exactly. I'm not worried about never being able to do it if you really want to do it down the track where well, you do it but yep. you don't have to do it right now and i'm even thinking with that renault that i'm chipping away at in the background that uh original you know press cast renault 16 i'm thinking do i go down the same road with that you know just patch it and clear it and just leave it at that you know but mechanically fully rebuild it yeah i so, think that's a i think that's a cool option but like, i know that I mean that car's got a that car's a bit special though, isn't it? Like the, the, that, that's that's the difference. Only thing I will say is wheels. You can leave the body, but yeah. the wheels wheels have to be schmick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you can leave, yeah. If you have tatty wheels or tires, it just looks really ratty. But um, you got to have nice wheels, a good base, and then the body can stay. Would you do something like that, Scotty? Would you have like a uh, like an old car that you that you body was crap but mechanically really really good? And would you be happy to rock something like that, or or are you more like a like a proper like it has to be perfect kind of guy? Uh, I wouldn't say perfect, but I like it to be clean. So I'm not talking about has to you know you can have paint chips and things like that, but don't really like the faded look as much. I like the interior to look nice. Yeah. Um, but I'm not saying like over the top, just, hmm. yeah. See, I, I got really intrigued when um, Ed mentioned like, let's just say a 90s car that would not look good in this style. I think a lot of the cars that would appeal to me, I guess, are from the late 80s onwards. Yeah. And I, I definitely agree with that. But there's also a really, really special appeal about a car that is, let's just say, late 80s, early 90s, that's been kept in really, really good condition. That looks as close to, let's just say, showroom condition as you can. Agreed. Um, you just see something like that on the road, and you're like, "Wow!" Like that person cares. Mm. And it's I just that's. I think that's a bit more wow because it's a newer car. Like, because there's so many that are ratty and stuffed. If you have a glamour, you know, low mileage one owner, Datsun, you know, I don't know, Subaru Liberty from the '90s or something. That's what stands out because all of them are ratty. Whereas mm. when you've got an MG from the '50s, where 99% of them are bling, and you have a ratty one. That's that's the standout. Yeah, stand out, you know, it, yep. it's horses for courses. I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily go the same way with all genres of car. I saw it today when I was coming back from work. I'm um, sure. Sure, actually, on my way to work and then on my lunch break, I saw it on the road. I saw a really mint, like talking mint, mint Garden State Plate VC Commodore mm, in Burgundy, wow. and I'm like, wow, like, it's like original plates on on the thing. Like like the plates had faded, but but the paint on the car was immaculate. Like it it looked good. Had a uh, had a little nudge bar on the front of it, which was which was a bit of a weird addition. But it, it um, you know, it was an old guy driving it. He, he was driving it there, and, and then I came back to work, and he and he was he, he was parked in his driveway, and it's actually like a block away from my school. 
So I'm keeping an eye out on that on that now. But I was like, wow, that that thing's nice. Like that's actually a really clean car. And and you're right, Alan. Seeing seeing a car from like the 80s and 90s that are that are actually really really nice that that are really original and, and clean. It's yeah, they're getting harder to find these days. That, that's that, that, that's absolutely that's a that's a big call. See, that reminds me of an early 90s Camry that I've seen a couple times. Mint. Is it the wide Mint. Body, wide body or the the SV21, the one before? No, the one before. Yeah. And because you're used to seeing him, you know, at least faded and roughed up. Mm. Perfect. Even the wheels look like it just left factory. Factory wheels and stuff on it. It was just perfect. That is looked after. Yeah. I had a CSX wagon back in the day. Plum red. Oh, it was beautiful. (laughs) They were a great car. They were a really good car. Yeah. I, um, if I see people getting getting out of a car like that as servo or something, I will I'll congratulate them on it. Like mm. like I'll, <laughs> like that Rev Four on on Glenfield yep. Road the other day. You know the really clean first shake Rev Four. I was like, mate, that looks fantastic. You've done a great job of of keeping that amazing. And there was a Mazda six two six at the servo once, and I just walked up. It was beautiful, and I just said, that is beautiful. You know, congratulations. And I said. I'm guessing that's very low mileage. I can, I can just tell. And he said, yeah, 80,000 K. And I'm like, mm. yeah. 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 <laughs> you just pick it. Yeah. No, it, it is, it is cool. Like just, just seeing those, seeing those cars, you know, but I, I, again, I, I get, I, I really like the, the idea of like, like a, like a ready car from the fifties or sixties. Like a lot of people are doing ready combis and, and ready beetles and, and, yeah. and, and stuff like that. And I'm like, actually that's, that's kind of pretty cool. That's but, cool. But then when you see like, for example, at, at um, at, uh, highball that time last time which i even put on in my instagram the uh the one with the tartan um print on 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 the door on the doors and on the mm. is that the combi no no that the beetle. uh the beetle uh, I'm, I'm like not I'm, I'm, I'm not a beetle guy but that thing blew me away i was like this thing's freaking nice like yeah, this yeah. is this yeah. is that was like chef's kiss like that, that's how good that car was but uh, what if i what if i can't find an mg or a morgan that's ratty enough and i've got to buy a really good one and then do i have to make it ready <laughs> do i sort of get out the sandpaper, sandpaper. And <laughs> i don't know if i could bring myself to do that it was a there was a jesus it was a late late 70s escort no, no, that popped up on 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 facebook marketplace and sold really quickly but um it looked r- really good but just you know just just driven excuse me and um i was like oh you know maybe that maybe that could be like a like you know like like, like one of those projects but the paint was actually decent, so I was like, oh, it wouldn't, it wouldn't really work, like because you get cars like that that are in that in the middle phase, if you know yeah. what I mean, like that are that are not so that are not super duper like mint, but are not really wrecked either. They were just used and kind mm. of preserved. So that comes in the hashtag uh, original kind of phase. Those cars, I just feel, don't get the same kind of you know notoriety, but they do get respected a bit more because they are so original. If you know what I mean. Um, or is that just me picking picking things up like that? No, I, th- I agree with that. Because pe- people like a real original car, like the, even though if, if it's like you know, well, as I said before, it's only original once, isn't it? Yeah, um, that's that's the catch cry of that magazine, you know, Survivor Car Australia. Survivor cars, yeah. So I, I sub- sub- subscribed to it for a few editions, which is it was a little bit Holden and Ford heavy for my liking. Yeah. You know, there were other things in it, but but that's their catch craze. You know, it's only original once. Mm. Um, and they sort of live by that. Yeah, no, interesting to to get your take on the things. Alan, what would you do in that situation? Would would you prefer an old car ready or an old car mint? I think I'd just 
I, I understand the whole worry of again not parking at Chapel Street because somebody's going to you know ding it or something. But I don't know. I if it's an old car and I'm going to only take it out on the occasion, I want it to be mint. Yeah, I want like those moments I do take it out, like getting you know the, the breaking necks, whatever, parking it up, having people come around it, you know, get some photos, that kind of thing. I think I, I'd like it to always be an occasion. So I think having it absolutely mint probably makes it for me. The other thing is like on that Renault I've got. It's got four different doors to what it had originally. They're all white. Oh, sorry, the front two are red, but the, they're not the right red. The back two are white. You know, the bonnet's a different color. So it's not like it's all consistent. You know, yeah. that MG I looked at was very consistent, the whole car. Yeah. With this, yeah. It kind of has to be painted in bits. And then you go, okay, well, if I'm painting that and I'm painting it, oh, God, okay, maybe you just paint the whole thing. Yeah. That might tip the scales. Or make it a Harlequin Renault 16. <laughs> I don't want any reference to veg product. <laughs> Anyway, that's good. What about you, Maddie? Carapace. Wait for, wait for it. Nobody cares. There we go. Um, uh, it's been a while. It's been a real while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what have I done? Uh, the Forest has had a massive workout on the weekend, being Steph move, and just it was just just packed and packed and packed and packed and packed and packed and packed. Um, and you know, it's not lucky you've got an SUV. Uh, mm. Yeah, and you is... hate them, but you like them. It's a wagon, okay. It's a wagon. Um, so, yeah, it, that that's had a bit of a workout. But my sister was was helping, and she and she was driving it. And ba- basically, I was driving it like a, a truck, you know, a rental truck to to, to do the bigger load in. And she's like, oh, "Matt, I want to buy your car. I, I, I want it. That's it. I, I, I want to sell my forest thing and just just to buy yours." <laughs> And I'm like, why? She's like, it's just so much nicer than mine. I'm like, but you've got pillarless, pillarless doors. Like that, that's just, that's just instantly better. She's like, yeah, but she's like, your car's nicer. I'm like, oh, geez. she's like, it's, it's so much smoother, this than the other. And I'm like, there is nothing wrong with your forest. Like you're keeping your forest. She's like, no, I'm buying your car. I'm like, okay, we'll see about that. Uh, so, so I've had her all week trying to buy my car off me. <laughs> she's really all right. 30 grand. <laughs> I'd be able to buy something to make actually half decent for for flat. But so yeah, I've I've had a I've had a trying to trying to bust my chops about about buying buying my, my Forester. Yeah, that I've been driving that. My Typhoon almost got uh, swept away in the, in the in the rain the other day. What? Yeah, my brother's garage leaked where where it's currently staying, and it like the water just just kept creeping up. So my brother's like he panicked. He's in the rain with a crowbar, putting holes into the back of his garage because um, for, oh. for it to drain out, and he, and it was just gushing out the rain. So he's like, "Matt, I saved your car from from getting from getting flooded." Oh, and I'm like, "Oh, like he, he was he was showing me a video of, of what he, he was like. He was drenched, like absolutely from from head to toe because he's out there just just trying because it's you know pouring down rain, and he's like the, the things you do to 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 save to save your car, and I'm like, "Oh, thanks, Luke. That's uh that's that's that's, that's nice of you, but." Did he take any photos of uh, the occasion? Oh yeah, he's he's, he's got them all on his phone. Uh, so he sent he sent me a he sent me a <laughs> he sent me a Snapchat of, of of basically the water gushing out and, and everything. So yeah, really kind of uh, scared me. I'm like fire like, and his his house is not even it's not a low house, but there they just was the rain was that heavy in in the northern suburbs. It just it just he couldn't do anything about it. So so that was that that was that was that with that. Mum was going to take the LTD on last Friday, but she got sent home from from work because they came into a close contact. So she couldn't show the car. 
So the car's been sitting at the front of the house. It's like the car doesn't want to get sold. Well, it's so. never actually been advertised. Uh, you know, I'll follow up with that. Well, I want to see where this guy goes first. I'll give him first dibs. I said he would. He could have first dibs, and then we can go from there. So, so there's, there's, there's that. Uh, what else have I driven? Oh, my, my headlight protector should be here tomorrow or or Thursday for the for the laser. Which, laser. Which, uh, which will be taking taking a taking a while, but I'd rather them come in one piece than all broken up in mm. the uh, in the box. You got those pretty cheap, didn't you? Yeah, twenty bucks, which is mm. pretty good. But I had to pay twenty three or so bucks shipping. Ah, <laughs> uh, still. Still so, pretty cheap. Right. Yeah. So yeah, didn't really bother me. So that they should be here. Slap them on. Oh, I want to give them a good clean and um and a plastic polish, you know, because they were a little bit yellowy. Uh, just clean them up and pop them back on. Nice. So that should be that with that. Uh Merc, I haven't driven because I don't want Scotty to give me a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and obviously the, the MR2 I haven't seen in seven weeks. So it's been it's been an interesting, interesting few. Uh, a few weeks. Where, not being... where is the MR2? Luke's. Oh, it's there as well. Okay. Yeah. But uh, it, it wasn't in danger of getting swept away like, like the Typhoon was. Yeah. <laughs> and my brother sent me a video of, of the, the new engine. It's in the car. It sounds rowdy as with the, with the cams. I'm like, this is, I'm like, this is insane. He's like, he's like, I can't wait to drive it. I'm like, you can drive it as much as you want. <laughs> I'm not going near it. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's going to, it's going to have a crack. Mm-hmm. Crack. Report back, definitely, definitely. But uh, yeah, it's it's he's got all the you know the, the Haltech dash and everything working now, and uh, it's it's all it's 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 pretty much all done. Just got to get tuned and running on the dyno. So that's uh, that's that's that next next job. But but we'll have him on in a couple of weeks when when it's come, when he's got it back. We should get it back on Friday. He said. Ooh. So that is it on my end of my car updates, gentlemen. Moving and now, moving on to tonight's topic, Edward Doctor Edward Bunting, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, see, Doctor Singh, Doctor Doctor Bunting, uh, you guys are, yeah, do, doing 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 a, a great thing on our front line currently for us. Basically, tonight's topic. So we, we it's a continuation from last week. So last week we were discussing about cars that nobody likes that we actually secretly or kind of do like. But this week we we're talking about cars that everybody likes that we kind of don't really like. And this is a bit of a hard one because because you you know we might lose all of our listeners tonight after after <laughs> after, 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 after this. <laughs> all five of them. All five of them. Hi, mum. Uh, so, so yeah, it should be it should be it should be interesting. But but before we get into that, Alan, is there any cars that for, like we'll, we'll touch on you before we we, we continue on to this from last week because you weren't here? Is there any cars that that nobody liked that you actually secretly do like? Now now Scotty last week was like was like PT Cruiser, but he's like nah, no way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is there anything that you kind of like though so we can get a taste of, of what's to come i don't know i feel generally i i work with the grain of things i'm, I'm not really usually somebody to go against it i'm not a car hipster like you maddie oh, um <clears throat> so you know I'll, I'll probably say for the most part no i don't think I don't think there's anything that I particularly like that nobody else would have liked. I mean, we all share a secret love for the AU Falcon. Absolutely. Which overall is, I think, generally disgusts people. I think, oh, I saw a um a mashup of an AU Falcon and a, a Veyron, I think, <laughs> um, recently. That looked pretty good. Quality. Absolutely quality. But apart from that, no, I think I, I generally tend to agree with with public consensus on average. I'm not, uh, I'm not, that, uh, I'm not that different usually. Okay, I'll give you a car. Pontiac Aztec. Pontiac Aztec. Okay. Mm. As a meme, 
I think it's pretty good, but as a car, no, I can't get behind it. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I mean, but the AU is a meme, so that so that that that's 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 the thing there. But the AU is also actually half a decent. Uh, yeah, you can car. take an AU off a ramp. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll get into we'll get into our into our topic tonight. So, gentlemen, what are cars that you don't like that everybody inverted commas does like? Well, I, I think I started it off last week with whispering the, the name of a particular British car. Um, but I, and I just want to clarify that a little bit tonight. Okay. Uh, the first one, uh, the first thing I said in, in very hushed tones was McLaren. Um, now, a lot of people go, whoa, you know, and when you see them, they're certainly, you know, they're out there. Could expand it to mo. Is a McLaren a hypercar? Some of them, this, yes. Uh, yeah, definitely. P1, definitely. P1 so. is yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll qualify it. I quite like the... I'm just trying to manually find the model code for the original one. The um, the McLaren F1? Yeah, with the three seats. Three seats. The one yeah. the Rowan Atkinson ran into the back of a mini... mini, mini uh, ah, yes. In the yep. village in, in the you UK. crashed that like three times, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and McLaren rebuilt it every single time. Every single time. <laughs> they have to take your money. <laughs> Uh, that was cool. That one, that one was cool. I, I sort of get that, and it was quirky in that you know it had that that three seat layout and stuff. The new ones just, I hate to say it, they just leave me a bit cold. They just, I think if you've got that sort of money, and I suppose for the very reason people don't don't go and buy a Ferrari or Lamborghini is because they want something different, I suppose. But the, yeah, I the new ones they they're almost like a oh gosh. I'm going to be getting so much trouble for this. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> listen and work to work for listens to this. They're a bit like a kit car, you know, okay. the, the, okay. the pod of them and the the sort of um, safety cell that you sit in and stuff. It's it's like an aerial atom with a you know, it's been wrapped in in. I actually did see a, a video on the way back from uh, on a long plane flight a few years ago. And it was the story of the guy who designed them, and I can't think of his name. He also designed the X5 BMW and the Mini, the original X5 oh, and the Mini range. And then he was poached by, by McLaren. And the whole idea of the shape of the McLaren is that it was to be a like a like a sheet draped over the space the space frame of the car. Oh. So, and if you look at it, you sort of get 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 it. You know, you, that, that sort of makes sense. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think, A, where would you park it? Where, where are you going to park it? You know, the Mr. Other, Mr. Prince, I think your friend's going to, like, he's listening, he's going to throw his table up, flip it up, and he's going to be like, says the guy that likes Hondas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you can park them anywhere. That's one thing. True, <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, yeah. So, look, I'll just kick it off with that. I, I, the, I think the whole hypercar, I think, I think the. Are you really going to say that? That rear end, David. Looks that's like a P1. missing something. That looks like something that's been at the panel shop. That is something the, futuristic. Garnish in the tail. That's something yeah, is futuristic. It, is, it, is it missing some parts there? That or? is that is that oh, is something like a spaceship. That is something futuristic. It is an amazing car. The other the other standard McLaren models. You know, I'll I'll let you you know rag on all you like. You will not <laughs> rag on the P1 in my presence because okay, <laughs> it is a damn good car. Uh, in my opinion, it. It's got you know all the right curves, you know, in all the right places, and again, it very much looks even 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 ten years from now, it will still look incredibly futuristic. And I think a lot of cars can't pull that off. 
Yeah, I'll agree with you there. Yeah, I'll agree. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it is, I mean, it, it's what, probably six, six, seven years old, that kind of thing. We're going right? to get into fisticuffs, you know. But <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm only supporting the P1 here, the, the other Futuristic. Model. I'll, I'll give you that futuristic, but if that's the future. Hmm. Maybe, maybe this you is... get too old, David. Maybe you just oh. get too old. Woo! This is David's This is David's vortex moment for Edwin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Channeling Ed back in the 80s. <laughs> Are you depressed, David, about the future looking at that car? Oof. But but you said yes, the same thing. I mean, look at that uh, that uh, that that rear end. It looks like you need to go into spare parts and order the bits that are missing. Certainly <laughs> uh, an imposing car, and I don't I don't hate it. But you're right. There's there's a few things I'd tweak. Mm. I got uh, one for you, Matt. Go, Mister Bunting. Mercedes Benz, which I like. Yeah, I know. CLS, which I don't like. Oh, you take that back. You take that back. Hate them. Them and four Taurus. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You know, everyone, <laughs> everyone whinged about you know AU Falcons and Ford Tauruses, and then you bring out a, a basically a Mercedes version of an amalgamation of those two cars, <laughs> slap a three pointed star on it, and you tell me that's good. It the the second CL, gen CLS was a lot better than the first. The second gen CLS was better. It's a, the first one is a real shocker. It's droopy at both ends. It's just wrong. The windows look like squashed banana. Yeah, it's like somebody just got a regular car and just went, you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly, yeah. like an elephant like, saddle. That, that looks all right. Let's sell it. And... It's it's not a pretty car. I okay, so. never liked it. Two things there, Mr. Bunting. Two mm. things there. Okay. The AU Falcon is a is a trendsetter because of that, because of that car, because that car followed. <laughs> it's not a trend I like. <laughs> <laughs> Trendsetter 20 years later. Second point, do you prefer the AU over the, the CLS? I do, yes. Ooh, that is a massive call because you are not a full person at all. <laughs> I would drive an AU sooner than I would drive a CLS. Ooh, wow. Okay. Have you have you driven a CLS? I have years ago. Have you uh, driven an AU? I've driven an AU. Have you driven an AU lately? I'm sure I have at some point, but they drive like any other Ford. You know, it's the same motor. Same. I've driven EDs and EAs and EBs and ELs, and you know, so same, 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 just curvier. Just like driving a big old bed. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what they are. Yeah. I always quite like driving those big Fords. You know, they're like I said that 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 um, service loaner I drove from one of my mechanics the other day is a BEA, I think. Yeah, silky smooth motor, silky smooth gearbox, horribly wallowy suspension, but it was a very comfortable, smooth, quiet car. And the AU is no doubt no different. Yeah. Uh, I just think for a CLS that cost, you know, what were they new? 150, 200, 250, depending on motor. Yeah. Uh, I'd want my car to look a lot better than that for that money. Mm. Can we also head on the CLA as well then? Oh, yeah. I don't like CLA. And the other one, the R class, you oh. know, wagon slash van is just diabolical. I've never liked it. You know what? Give me an R63 AMG, which did exist. That is one of the rarest AMGs to be made. They're, they're super duper rare. And I find that stu- stupid. Like they yeah. were doing, they were doing Dodge before Dodge was doing Dodge, putting a, putting that, <laughs> a 6.2 in the, uh, in that minivan. Which is hilarious. Rare doesn't make it good, you know. Our class of any sort, I'm just like no. Nah. See, uh, my my uncle bought one, and he's uh, he's he's a paraplegic, right? Um, so he he wanted a car that was that that he could you know have have as a daily. I'll give him a car, Tarago. 
And like he, he loves his cars. He, he's he's got he's got like a GTR spec. He's got he's got some got some he's had some really cool really cool cars over the journey. And, and he's he's about to start restoring an XB um, XB panel van. Anyway, he's like to me, oh, I'm looking at I'm looking at an R class diesel or a or, or what would you reckon? I'm like for you, Forester, <laughs> just buy a Forester. <laughs> if, if that's if that's something that you're after, like you know, it's cheaper in parts, it, there'll be a lot more reliable. He had the car. We still got the car, but for the first two or three months, he's owned the car. He's only had it in his house like four days. It's been back at the mechanics getting fixed because, it's, and they're waiting on parts because it's just been an absolute pig. This is the R class. R class, yeah. This is why. This is, you know, well, that's not looks related, but yeah, not a good car. So he bought it with obviously a lot of a dealer with warranty and and you know it's a low key example but just diesel issues and and this issues and that issues and and to be fair they're all been covered but he's like he's like he's like what's the point of even owning this car he, he's so um he's, he's like I thought it was getting a good deal and uh, and and he's like you know what I'm just gonna get rid of it and, and he then he called me uh, a while ago because I, I took him in the Forester um when I picked him up from the airport before lockdown. And he's like, he's like, you know what? This is actually this will do do fine for me. I can put my wheelchair in the back. I can, I can, I can do everything I need to do in this car perfectly fine. And I can get my steering wheel controls and drive it and enjoy it. And I'm like, yeah, I told you, you should have listened to me the first. He's like, I know, I should have listened to you from the first go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now he's looking at a, he's looking at a Forester. But, but yeah, R class, not a not a great car. Being burnt. Yeah, not good. Uh, I got two for you. Oh, Go, Scotty. Scotty. First one, supercar. It's the Ferrari 360. Oh, you don't like the 360? No, don't yeah. think it does it for me. No, never liked them. Uh, the second one is the the latest or the newest C63 AMGs. Yeah, I I, I can see. Don't how like you... the shape. Don't yeah. like anything about them really. Yep. I don't like it, Pauline Hanson. Well, let's take it back to the 360 now. The guy Chris already had a 360 at Spider, and I always thought it was kind of like a bit of a plasticky, like I mean, not not that they're not anyway, but like uh, it was a bit kind of like a bit of an underwhelming kind of, you know, yeah. just it's a softer design. Softer design. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. looking at it now, and it's it's sort of petite and soft in a way that a lot of Ferraris aren't. And I don't think it's aged well. I think the car that came after it was at the the oh geez the 430. I think their 430 is a great looking car. Yeah, 430 was next. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I always liked, the, like, every time I see a 430, I'm like, wow, it's a 430. But, but every time I see someone in a 360, I just think that's like a cheap Mercedes now. Like, so, no, uh, like, like a cheap Ferrari now. It's just how, like, how much is a 360 now? Oh, pretty, yeah, we should probably find that out, actually. Like uh, 200? What are they? Nah, no way. Uh, the guy across the road nah. bought his years ago for like $160,000. Was, and that was years that's ago. Not that far off, 200. No, but that, that, I mean, that's like years ago, though. Like, that's not that's not even anywhere, anywhere near. Alan's going to do um, the homework for us now. Well, uh, there's also some COVID pricing going on. So, <laughs> no, of course. Right yeah. now, the cheapest one available on car sales is a Spider for 160. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, moving on from there, another Spider 170, and then we've got a uh, Medina 175, another Spider uh, in uh, for 180. And like, even even looking at the the predecessor, the three five five, yeah. Like, when you consider again, I guess, era of production, it yeah, it, even that looks much better than the, than the three sixty. Okay. And the three sixty just didn't kind of live up to expectations. Mm. And what was your second one, Scott? There was that, and the oh, the current C class 
AMG. Yep. Yep. Totally mm. agree. Let me just have a look at that. So C63. Why, why the, in the four-door or in the coupe or just all, all together? Uh, all together. I, I just don't like the headlights. I don't like the front grille the way they've done it. It's too rounded. Yep. The and the rear end on the looks back. like squished in for some reason. Taillights on the back look too small. And the taillights on, on always, like most of them I see, they're, they're either the LEDs fail on them. Like you'll have like yeah. <laughs> working in and ones that's not. Yeah. I was just like, oh, geez, really? Like on a car that's that expensive? But but yeah, uh, good friends of the show, Rob and Harley, have got they've got a two door uh, uh, coupe uh, in, in blue, which which it's a nice car. But I think compared to the W two hundred four, I don't think it looks anywhere near as good. I think I think a two hundred four is a better looking car. I do see what Scotty yeah. says in that. I'm looking at one now in the front, and that grille does have quite a. It's got quite a curvy nose to the whole car. Which, yep. if you took that Benz badge off and put a Hyundai badge on it, I'd believe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So true. Put it oh, I don't know about how you know because like, have you seen the latest? Was it the Elantra like that? It's freaking out, uh, very out there. Or, or, the, or the, oh, the okay, maybe Hyundai from ten years ago. 10 years ago. <laughs> the W two hundred four was so aggressive looking. It was aggressive. Yeah, it was and like it just had a sharp front. Yeah, and more and, of a, it had more of a body kit look to it, didn't yeah. it? The, the splitters and everything were really. Pretty. And I feel like every single kind of iteration after it has not captured that same same oomph and also the fact that you know again we had the the na v8 uh it was just a, it's a grand old time that that engine is just like that is ear pornography isn't it like that the the, the, the noise that thing makes is just phenomenal and yeah you know, like after they got that head stud issue you know sorted on on the on the update they're apparently pretty bulletproof so I, I really like them, but I've always liked the the the, the two hundred four. The two hundred four is actually a really good car. It's in comparison to the two hundred three that that was before it, which wasn't a good car. Um, so yeah, I, I see I see what you mean there, Scotty. Uh, would you take a two hundred four over or over um, over the current? Oh yeah, hands down. Agreed. Yeah, two hundred four is much better, better shaped. Oh, current like so with the newer Mercedes, they've gone like rounder and softer, kind of like what they did. Um, when they completely changed the shape of the WRX, yeah, yeah, you know where they they didn't go sedan at first and went hatchback and that that was very just rounded and very soft. Yeah, yeah, especially in the in the non wide body, just the standard WRX. Like in the STI, mm. it looked a bit more tougher, but in the in the standard, uh, you know, not wide body, I should, you know, just standard body, it was a bit. It, was, it looked like a Focus with a Kia together, and that's what you produced. <laughs> so. I was doing a job for a Mercedes dealer last week and, and walking around the stockyard with them trying to find a particular car that need, needed the job done. And um, even the, the pre-delivery manager was just saying they just all look the same. Yeah. <laughs> he was struggling to come to terms with, you know, it, 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 the Cs, the As, the, the, the GLAs, the GLBs, the GLCs, the GLEs. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's bewildering, absolutely bewildering, the choice that they have, and the fact that they there's so little difference in in the way they, you know, at first glance they they look. And that, like, there's a fine line with that, and so many manufacturers are guilty of doing that. Um, but there's you know, you want cars to sort of have a family resemblance. That's I right. Think, which is is good that 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 lineage kind of is recognisable up the chain. But then if you go too far that way, like you say, they all look the same and you mm. kind of go, well, 
why would I buy a, an E-Class over a C? Why would I buy a 5 yeah. over a 3 Series? Why would I buy a Volkswagen, I don't know, Passat, or, you know, a, a Tiguan over a T-Cross or a T-Rock? You know, it does get a bit, ugh. Yeah. You know, landy must land. I was just thinking about this the other day, actually. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think Mazda do it pretty well. The Kodo design principles they're using at the moment, there, mm. there's a strong family resemblance, but but each model line still has its own character. Well, certainly, and I'm not a fan of the Mazda 3 hatch. There's one for you, Matt. You know, everyone loves the new Mazda 3 hatch. I don't, I don't like it at all. I do not. I do not. Um, but you're right. Like a, they are, they're similar in the grill, but they are different enough to be recognisable. Yeah. Hmm. I was behind a, a current, uh, current E AMG of some description. Oh, Jesus. See, there you go. There you go. Of some description. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was a few weeks ago, and I had to double take it. I'm like, is it a C? Is an E? Oh no, it, it's an E. It's an E. It's a, you know, it's longer, and the tail lights are different, but. When it was passing me from the front end, I'm like, oh, it's, it's, yeah, it looked like it looked like a it looked like a C. Oh, I was, you, I was you, like, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. BMW is getting harder because their grills are just getting weirder. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, it started. Yeah, oh gosh, Some, um, I think it was Chris Harris that was saying, no, nah, it's really not that bad. And I'm like, either you're getting paid to say that, or like, you know, you've probably lost <laughs> some brain cells or something, because there is no way in hell, like, you see the current generation M3 and those big old chipmunk teeth and say yeah, that's acceptable that. like i'd pay you know <laughs> thousands of thousands exactly, of dollars for this car it's exactly it, what, what it is elements chipmunk teeth, chipmunk teeth. he's a he's a he's a bit of a bmw fanboy chris harris though so i think he's i think he wouldn't he wouldn't bad mouth it too badly but uh like the front end on the m3 slash four what were they thinking like you know it's just it's, it's one of those it's one of those things that are just like what how did that how did that how did like that they happen? took a meme too far yeah yeah <laughs> yeah how did that car how did that car get in, actually get into production like how does how does that even like i understand that you want a strong powerful grill on on your brand you know for, for any brand i think that's a that's a good thing you know but there's a line where that should be reined in. The grill? What the hell is that? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> At least the M2 is still good. Yeah, yeah the M2 is lovely. The the, the M2 is just the right size. That car, like mm. like yeah. the M2 is pretty much an E36. Yeah, yeah current, it's that size. Day, but we're not talking know. about cars we like. Yeah, not nice cars. Come on. Yes, yeah, David. What else have you got? You'll have more. Okay, can we try go go old cars now? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Original Ford Mustang. You don't like the original Ford Mustang? Never have. Never. What never the sixty-five? <laughs> Sixty-four and a half. That that's a big call. It's like David. David's trying to start fights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the tail light? It's a safe place. It's a safe. It's a safe. It's a safe place. place. We're in a safe place here. Uh, I've just had I've had all five now. Mum has officially turned off the the, <laughs> the, the podcast. Yeah. I don't know. It's the funny thing about it, and I suppose this is, I suppose being a car guy, it, it's like people who don't know anything about cars love Mustangs. You know, like you know, it's that classic, it's that iconic, you know, American, you know, sixties. I get all that. I get all that. But I, I just think they're. Falcon in a party dress, really. I mean, you know, Falcon uh, in a party dress. Well, you know, like, <laughs> tech, I mean, tech, technically, that's what it is. Like, <laughs> you're not wrong. 
Look, absolute um, marketing genius, absolute marketing genius. Yeah. There's absolutely no disputing that. And and an iconic brand that's, you know, carries through to this day even. I mean, in various in, in, in iterations over the years, some not as successful as others, talking mid-'80s Mustangs there. But, yep. Um, yep. yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it's just too iconic or something for me. I don't know. I like quirky stuff. Is that I the same with like 67 and 68 Mustangs? Just don't, don't like them? Bane, Scotty, so he's lumped them all into one. I think I've just lumped them into one. That's oh. for a sweeping See, thing. I, I thought I understood you at first. I thought, okay, you know, there's a 64 and a half and 65 Mustang. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the taillights. I prefer the 67 and 68. Yeah. So I thought that's where yeah. you might have that, been that's, leaning towards. That's where the peak is at for me. But, yeah, I, uh, but David wants an angry mob outside his house. <laughs> <laughs> if pushed, if pushed, the Mac 1s. So that was 70s, 70, yeah. 71. Early 70s. 70, early 70s, yep, yep. Yep, no, that, they're, they're cool. That's that's all right. But it's just that that early, I think it's especially the, the early ones that, that people just rave about they're the best things and, you know, when I win that side, I'm going to buy a Mustang convertible. And it's going I, to be David, I, I want to say this to you, David. I've never met a single person ever, and, 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 I, and, I, and, I'm, and I mean this, that has ever said they don't like the original Mustang. Like, you are the first. Uh, and, like, like, there are people that don't like Mustangs, period. But you're like, welcome. It's been fun. I've really enjoyed being part of this podcast. I'll just cancel your birthday present for next year, David. I, <laughs> Matt and I were saving up, restoring one. Oh, one of those mirrors with the Mustang on it, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's... Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm surprised. Like, I've never met anyone that hasn't, like, liked it. Because it is, I mean... When they came out, they were really iconic, like really good-looking car, good-looking shape, um, and you know they, they they took the world by storm, especially America, um, and they have become such an, one of the most iconic car. Like you, you show the silhouette of any of that to anybody, they'll know what that car is. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but wow, you outgoing party dress—that's my favorite. But, but 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 it is it, the fact of the matter is it is it was it was based on the Falcon, the, the, the US Falcon, <laughs> and that's that's all that car is. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. What else you got, Dave? You got any other big? Hit? I don't know. I think I'm done for the night. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm game to say anything else now. What, Volkswagen Beetle, you know, world's best-selling car of all time. I guess oh, no, I could, I've had, I've I've had, had a bit of Beetles. Scott's going to say something controversial now. So, well, I don't know. You might agree. Matt might not because it is a Ford as well. <laughs> I don't like the XBs and XCs. No, nah, me neither. There you go. See, they just look like big lumps. Aren't they're like fat. They're blobby and fat. They look like yep. they've pumped up with the bike pump and they're about to explode. <laughs> yep. A, a lot of people either yes or no to them. People either love them or people now, don't. Am, people I, am I right in saying they were designed by Bertone or Pininfarina or someone? I'm pretty sure that they had, yeah. Didn't, really? they, have, didn't I, they have some renowned design element? I'll look into that actually, but you know, you, uh, who designed? Must have been had a bad day during that <laughs> that design. <laughs> I remember my friend's dad saying, you know, we're talking about them once, and he said, he said, oh yeah, great looking. When they came out, like, wow, really good looking car. And I'm thinking the only ones I see are like driven by seventy year old painters, you know, with paint dribbling down the boot lid of the wagons <laughs> and stuff, and 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 they're saggy and missing hubcaps, and they just look fat and awful. Everything about them was fat. There was no petite finesse taut design element. It was just blobby. See, I've got I've got a friend. It'd be good on the open ocean, I reckon. Yep. 
Net sale in your XB. <laughs> See, a good friend of the show, Adam Grass, who's he's come on the show. He's, he's got the uh, the VJ Charger, um, and he, and he loves that car. <clears throat> he thinks he really likes uh, XB coupes, like one of his favorite car. But he 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 can't stand uh, the hype over over XYs. He's like, he's like, I don't like him. He's like, I never. He's, he's like, they just don't look tough compared to compared to it compared to oh, like, okay. like, like a nice XB. And I'm like, really, like that, like I, you know, now it's just it's you, you, you've been you're hearing either people prefer uh, the like the XYs like XWs or then or people like you know like the fatter wider XA XB XCs. So it's, it's interesting to no, no like you're you're not alone there, Scotty. Like a lot of people don't like them. So like I know Ed, you 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 told me that we've had this discussion before. You you're not a fan of that shape. But I just said it before. Yeah, yeah, no, no, those I'm not a fan of. I prefer the 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 more designed look of an XY or an XW. Yeah, yep, same. Yep. David, you on that train as well? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I would be. I did think over time they did something interesting with the, the. By the time they got to the XC, I think they were making the most of it. So the the tweaks that they had done to the in facelifting it through the um, B and to the C, I think it was a, a they'd made the best of it by the C with the with the rectangular headlights, especially on the Fairmont GXL and those sorts of things, more integrated in the indicators and that sort of thing. It was yeah more mature. The XB to me was always a bit of a hodgepodge of a design anyway, um, but yeah. I'd, I'd go along with that. The the XYs and the XWs were certainly a nice looking car. What else you got? Um, I got one for you now. Now, this, if this if the Mustang didn't turn off all my viewers, this one's definitely going to. <laughs> uh, there's there has been some Porsches that I don't like, and in particular the yeah I know yes yeah David in, David David. Uh, in particular, thought you're doing something else for a second. <laughs> 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 Sorry, no, it wasn't. Hey, the, uh, listeners, David's also become a Nazi during the <laughs> <laughs> so, Okay. Um, He's putting my hand up and agree. <laughs> which Porsches, uh, Matthew? Uh, so not the current 911, but the previous one. I was just never a fan of. I'm just like, I don't. Doesn't like, the current one look just like the previous? <laughs> they all, they all, they all. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking. I was trying to say, mm, which one was that one? Tried very hard to make it look like. <laughs> the, 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 the new one's a bit nice, a little bit nice, but I've never been a fan of not the 911 shape. I just thought it was, yeah, like like the original ones. Yeah. Yes, the, the, the original ones. Yes, which I, one I, I you can like, tell you. Okay. And up to like. Uh, the 930s and 996s i didn't so the not was no no 993s were the last of the year cool. last year cool yeah um and i didn't mind the original 996 turbo even everyone's like hates that model because of the all the the the, the fried egg headlights i yeah. didn't i didn't mind them um i but i always preferred what the the, the cayman i've always reckon the cayman looks better um and, and i was kind of i was cayman is a good looking car but I don't think for me that means that a 911 isn't a good looking. Car. I'm not saying that it's not a good looking car. I'm just like it. Just in, in comparison, uh, I've been. I, I was. I saw a GT3 RS like a like a current GT3 RS, and I'm like, it, it's a cool car, very wide, very uh, very over the top. Um, but I just, uh, I don't know. They, it just doesn't do it for me. Like like an old Porsche, like a, an old 911 does, or or even like, even like a like a 993. Like a 993 for me is really like a, a, an interesting, cool looking car. So you're talking about the 991? Yeah, uh, that'd be the previous gen, correct? 
Or, or the, I I've, I've, I've lost track of, of all these. I think the, the current gen is 2016, 9 on 2. Right? I think they came out. The 991911. Yeah. Google that, someone. And, uh, 992 came out in 2019. That's the current shape. Yeah, the current shape. Uh, okay. Yeah. So the 991. One. One. Okay. 2011 to 2019. Most current, okay. Most current 911s, I've just like, they just kind of are a bit, bit boring. Like, they just don't really do anything for me. You, you now know you're on most currents. You're going to hate all the 911s, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but except for like the like, spec, like a GT3 RS is, is definitely cool. Uh, like, I, I totally respect that. But like, like a standard like Carrera 4S is just a bit like, eh, you know, like it doesn't really, it doesn't really do anything for me. Um, so uh, I, I know they're a cracking drive. I know everybody that said that owns them, loves them. And I'm not, I'm not denying that, but I just think I just, they just, maybe it's the whole VW lazy kind of design ethos of the golfs all looking the same. And hey, if I'm broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I think it's more that Alan. I think it's the success of, you know, the, 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 the 991 basically. And they, they, I mean, the 928 was meant to replace it. It was yeah, back in the day. Um, and they realize quickly that the error of that way, but mm. yeah, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Just keep it looking as close as, uh, it's interesting when you see those, um, illustrations of the original car silhouetted against the models as they go out. Have you seen yeah. one of those? Yeah. It, it just gets bigger and bigger it's and bigger. double the size now to, to what it was originally. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what cars I don't like that, that, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? The RWB uh, that puts those massive flares and yeah, I don't uh, like them. Don't no, like them. Like, yeah, yeah. No, like people either like you know love that guy. Well, what's what's his name? Alan, you you know you know a bit, a bit about that guy. Um, uh, what's the gentleman's name? Japanese uh, guy. Uh, Akira Nakai. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Like, what does he do? He... Basically, you get into this. Fa- um, sorry. Uh, mobile, uh, I think it's like a, a WhatsApp cult, and you pay fifty thousand dollars so you can come chop up your um, nine eleven and put fenders on it and make it very wide bodied. Oh, um, so he modifies your car. Yes, yeah. he he. You have to invite him to your place. You have to pony up like fifty grand up front, and then an extra bit of cash for wheels and whatnot. Um, and fifty grand not to come to my house. And he specifically, car. I think, he uses rocks um, up with his uh, hacksaw. Yeah, yeah, hacksaw and harbor freight tools, and he only drinks coke out of a glass bottle. Yeah, uh, no, I'd pay, I'd pay him not to come. I don't want him. <laughs> and like a bunch of people rock up because it's a spectacle, and um, <laughs> you know, it's two to three days that he does the, the work in chopping up your car and ruining it, or by some people's enhancing major, it. making it, making it, enhancing it. Yes, apparently, they're not bad for racing. Some people do race them. I mean, when you've um, got that much tire under a car, you've got, got just got endless grip. But yeah. like, he, but he he doesn't do it to modern stuff. He does it to all old old air cooled stuff. Um, so the really expensive Porsches. Yeah, so the really expensive Porsches, and like the the purists in the Porsche community hate him. But then there's the the other people are like, oh well, if you don't like it, you know, sucked into the purists. But the, I, I I just yeah I, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know. It, it just it just makes it the car look even more interesting. Like more flat you know because like, uh, i'm a firm believer of like look it's your car you do what you want but it's just like really yeah, you know you're gonna do this like it's it seems a bit excessive it's the same thing with like 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 those extra wide body like rocker bunny kits and all, and all that stuff like it's i hate them all yeah it, <laughs> they they just <laughs> they, they yep. kind of just like um 
like I can respect the work that goes into them, but just for me, just because the, the the cars are designed to have clean lines and 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 the lines work. These just look like they look really tacky, like they've just been fit, like fenders just put on, like you know, just. Um, and I'm just like, you know what? It's not a race car; it's a street car one. Well, you can see the kind of just put on. You can see all the rivets and everything. Yeah. I mean, having said that, they did that with old SLR five thousands and stuff and got away with it. But yeah, yeah it, it, true. But yeah, it's just oh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's not for me. But but old school nine elevens I really really like. Don't get I don't get this the the crazy pricing for them. Um, but yeah. uh, uh, like I I don't hate I don't I don't dislike them. Uh, I wouldn't go out of my way to buy one. But the the more um, uh, just the more the more plain Jane stuff with the 911s like they just don't feel as special as they should be um uh and yeah that's that's probably that's probably my my big one that, that I don't really don't really like too much what else gentlemen what else do we do we not we're not a fan of that everybody mm. else seems to like I don't really like the new Corvette yeah oh, the back of it does not look right it, mm. it, it looks don't like, like it it looks like like the front end looks okay. Actually, I don't, I don't mind the front end at all, to be honest. But the back end looks like because it's the first mid-engine Corvette, um, mid-rear engine, I should say, Corvette. It looks like they've just stopped the design and just cut it straight down. Like I was mm-hmm. like, what 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 have, what have they done? It's it's like it's like Chris Bangle designed the, the back end of the car. You know, like, like, <laughs> it feels too Camaro-esque as well. It does absolutely. It does the rear does end. It? Yeah, yeah. To me, it doesn't look like a Corvette at all. No. Yeah. Uh, saying that, I don't even like the new Camaros either. Yeah, they've gone, they've gone weird. I don't know what the hell's gone on, gone on with. They're them. getting squishy and flatter, like, yep. and they're going outwards but <laughs> flat. <laughs> they look so weird. I don't like them. And say so you can park them in those stacker garages, easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's very squished in the the grill headlight area, isn't it? Yeah. Just How do you flat. feel about the current yeah. challenges? Uh, the current challenges, I don't, I don't, I don't mind. Um. I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way to buy one, but uh, like, I, like that model's been around for like, geez, mm, since yeah. early two thousand and eight. Like, I think. yeah, I, I, I'm in like two minds about because in some parts it feels so excessive. Yeah, but other parts I'm like, man, it's cool. Like the the redneck in me is like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's a part of me that wants to because as I think there's a group in Queensland that um does the conversions and they yeah. basically sell them brand new. So I I've been doing the math on uh, we'll call it a graduation car of sorts that you know uh young first year out of uni alum can start paying off because <laughs> you know and one of the one of the cars has come as a m2 good car co- like competition it. or possibly something a little more unique like a challenger and i feel like i'll probably end up regretting, regretting the challenger pretty quickly but it'd be so cool for like those three weeks or something <laughs> you 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 won't regret it because because you, you because you'll have uh, Adrian at your door every day sal- salivating over it because because that's like his favorite car. They're like, like why would you get the demon? I'm like, I'm not paying three hundred grand, Adrian. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, look I, I don't mind them, but yeah, I wouldn't go, wouldn't go out of my way to 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 own one. Um, yeah, because like I, I was quite happy when you know the Mustang launch and you know the Camaro launch, but the Camaro is only available one for ninety grand and an automatic only. Um, and the Mustang at this point, they're a dime a dozen. So having some American muscle that's a little more unique, uh, it kind of appeals to me. Yeah. But there's also just... Well, at least there's still that nod, nod to the heritage of the car too. I mean, it's I the Corvette looks totally different. It looks like a, yeah, 
Looks yeah. totally different to what it should. <laughs> we'll just say that. And and uh, I like the challenger because of, of the especially the colors they use. Like they use that plum purple, like they used in, in yeah. on the old on the original yeah. challenger and stuff. Like I actually don't mind that. I think that's kind of cool. The other one that springs to mind is, um, and it's not for the the fact that that I don't like the look of them. They they, they look lovely. This is this is referring a bit back to um, to Ed's uh, penchant for British old sport, British sports cars. Mm-hmm. But I've never understood why an Austin Healey commands four or five times the price of an MGB. Mm. It's yeah. not four or five times the car. It's an interesting point. I think the Healeys just got that. They were pretty racy when they were new. And obviously I wasn't alive then, so I can't talk firsthand about that era. But I think, you know, compared to a lot of the dross that had come before, you know, they were pretty sleek and got a reputation for, for being um, kind of, the, yeah, one of the, the go-to kind of idolised sports a car. Step above, a step above an engine. Yeah, they were, they were cut above, I think. And I wonder what the pricing was back in the day, like how similar they were if they were seen as competitors or they will obviously be chopped. Expensive. Like I think an Austin Healey, you know, 106 or something was quite expensive compared to a, a B, I think. Mm. Probably, probably like comparing a BMW Z4 Roadster to an MX-5. You know, that sort of that, – that's how – that's in my mind. I don't know if that is true in translation. Yeah. But yeah, I think MGBs for a long time were very undervalued and it's only now they're – like along with COVID, everything, they're sort of starting to <laughs> – uh, people are asking more for them. Yeah. But I remember going to a Shannon's auction a couple of years ago uh, and there was a Aston Martin DB4 or 5 that, you know, was for sale at the auction and, and it got, you know, seven eight $800,000, something like that. And there was an MGB GT in the same auction in bright orange 70s with a Wabasto sunroof, really tidy car that sold for sixteen grand. And you just, mm-hmm. not, I was telling my friend and, and he's like, yeah, okay, so I get that the Aston Martin is James Bond and all of that. And yep. both British, both similar shape, both similar era, and you're just like, how is one stratospherically expensive and one like anyone could buy? You know, yep, it's exactly. of, it really defies logic. Um, so the the bargain of that night was it was the MGB. You know, you you would get eighty percent of the same thrills driving that car you would driving the Aston Martin. I would argue. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I I will agree with you on that. I think I think you you're in terms of what you're paying, <laughs> you're getting a lot better value. Put it that way. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Now they made a lot of them, and I get they they weren't as expensive new, and you know they don't didn't have the movie heritage of the Aston Martin. But um, yeah, just column A, column B, it, but it doesn't make sense. You know, B's should be more expensive. What else don't we like that everyone loves? Volkswagen Beetles. Beatles. Well, I mean, I mentioned it jokingly before, mm. but no, nah, I don't like them. Don't yeah. like a beetle. I've heard you talk about them, you know, through previous shows and stuff, and it's always in the back of my mind. Like, mm, don't like them. Old or new, none of them. None of them. None of them. No, don't like the shape. Don't like anything about them. I'm I'm relatively indifferent. Like, I wouldn't own one personally. Um, yeah, but I'm not going to be as bold to say I don't like them flat out. You know, I'm not here to. Start fisticuffs. I'm just trying to take some hate away from David. <laughs> I quite like a beetle. I quite like a beetle. I've only owned one. But I'm not a beetle nut, but I certainly appreciate them. Yeah. 
not so much the new one. I can take or leave the new one, but the because um, that's just a golf with a body on it. But the the old one, you know, certainly has an appeal. I think. I think too. I mean, for it, it's the first car so many kids identify. Like yeah, it's very, very, very identifiable. Well, it? back in back in the day, I suppose when some of us were younger. Yeah, I mean they were so so characterful in the in the shape and so instantly recognisable. That's what they were, you know. But no, I'm, I you won't hear any hate for Beatles from me, sadly. So that's all right. You can have that one, Scotty. You can have yep, that. Done. I'll take it. <laughs> so you hate just Beatles. dilute my Mustang. Aboot. David hates. <laughs> Maybe there's one car that's iconic that we each hate. Mm. I'm trying to think what mine is. I like too many things. I don't yeah. want to see a less iconic. That's just a blip on the motoring <laughs> landscape. That, that, that's a hard one. Yeah, they don't know how to answer that because because there's there's so many cars I hate for other reasons, not because they're a bad car or anything. It's just because um, of what they've become or or um, you know ba- basically price being beyond beyond stupid or or the fanboys, you know. You know, like for example, this if you look up on the internet, the Skyline's the fastest car in the world, no matter what. You know, and it's it, it does it doesn't matter what you own, you could own a jet fighter, but your, your Skyline's still going to beat it. And Scotty, <laughs> we, you, you'd know this, right? It's, yeah, yeah, yep. And it makes me dislike Skylines, like like, and I like Skylines, like, but it makes me dislike them because 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 of because of the because of the van boys, and they've, they've never even owned one, let alone sat in one. Oh, but thirty four GDI is the best car in the world, regardless. <laughs> mm. If um, I, and that, sorry, go, man. No, you, you go, yeah. I was just going to say, if I was going to, if I was going to say, a car that is controversial, like your Beetle, like your Mustang, you know, I could probably categorize and and, and generalize and say Holden Commodore. They, I've never owned one. They do nothing for me. There are some that I like more than others, but as a as a make and a model, they have no appeal to me. Yeah, and, and that's fair. That's Not totally particularly cool. well made, um, any of them. You know, the later ones were better than the early ones, but, yeah. but none of them were particularly well made. None of them were particularly well specced. I can understand the appreciation some people have for them, and they've got a bit of a cultural, like football in Melbourne, it's got a bit of a cultural following, you know, but it's not a genre of car that I would, that I resonate with. Yeah. So there you go. There's my, there's my banger. Oof. Now we just need Alan and Matt to come out with a banger. See, I don't think I will just because, again, I am. Um, come on, Alan. I'm a man that just goes with the flow for the most Dig part. Deep. Dig deep. Uh, come on. It's got to be something. You're going to suggest something and then I might hate it. <laughs> and then I might hate it. <laughs> Here's one for you. Uh, previous gen M3, M4. I do not like them at all. Previous gen. So. E92. Uh, no, I like that one. That's with the VA, but the previous yeah. one. Or the um, one after that. Yeah, the one after the pre pre Bucktooth, which nobody likes. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but the yeah. one, oh, the uh, one, you even hate the one before the Bucktooth. I think they sound like crap. I think they I don't think they look oh. that good. I, I think they like they're too wide and and because an M3 was supposed to be a bit of a dainty little driver's car. You know, it was always supposed to be that. And I, and I get cars get bigger. Look, I mean, look, look at look at that Porsche thing we were talking yeah, about yeah. earlier, David. Yeah. But I stood, I was next to a an M4 that was wrapped in like a gold metallic kind of color recently. And I'm like, ah, oh, I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like I, like I, they're, they're an incredible car on the, on the road. You know, I get, I get their performance credentials and stuff, but they don't, they don't drive nice. Like, so they, they don't sound nice. They're all driven by, um, by 
you know the type you drive them yeah it's it's not it's it's not mclaren yeah, <laughs> they just do nothing for me, and 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 especially when you hear them with these lady exhausts that that oh, and they sound they sound really raspy, but they don't. They really know how to ruin an inline six. Like I'm amazed oh, how they can make it sound so bad. <laughs> like inline six, considering sixes. previous inline uh-huh. sixes that Beamer have released. Yes, BMW you know, they made, made the best inline sixes, and I don't know what they did with this. Absolutely, they always made like if it was if the noise was the redeeming factor of that car, I'd be like, okay, I, it's fine. But the noise is horrible. Like it, they sound like they sound like ass. Like they sound really bad. <laughs> and I just I think they, they just sound crap. Like as, as you, you, I mean, you they know, sound like they got a hole in the exhaust. They do. They do. Like and, an old Ford inline six with a hole in the exhaust. An old <laughs> AU. <laughs> an AU. <laughs> An old AU with a hole in the exhaust. Actually, AU would sound better, to be honest with you. <laughs> they just sound terrible. Like I, I, I don't know why. Because like BMW have always had beautiful sounding straight sixes. Like like you know, the E46 M3 at full song is is one of the is one of the seven wonders of the of the, of the uh, automotive you know hearing world. But it's. Ah, oh, the new ones. I'm like, what have they done? Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's horrible. And, and for that reason alone, I, I just, I just, yeah. I, I, well, there's, I, there's four of us with fairly big bangers. All right, yeah. all right, come all right. on, Alan. Settle down, settle down. What do you got? <laughs> so, I, I, I feel I flip back and forth with this car, um, but right now it's probably more on a. I don't. I did. I quite dislike it. The Audi R8. All right. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because I just feel. No matter what it tries, it's still like an overgrown TT and also so much like a tadpole. <laughs> like it's just it's got this weird tadpole proportion to it. And I don't like it. I don't like, like it. I don't like it. Don't like yeah, it. All right, yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. Like yeah. it's I, I think the performance and stuff of the car is overall good, good all-wheel drive system, that kind of stuff. It's just eh. I just I don't like the look of it. And I feel it's, you know, like I said, too tadpole-y. And then you do something about them and have it. And if you want the V10, just get the Lambo. Yeah. Well, they can't afford the Lambo. That's why they buy the R8. <laughs> it's like a constant reminder. Or well, they get the V8 version because they can't even get the V10. Though <laughs> <laughs> so you've got like the you know the worst tier of edge products, but yeah. I like the descriptions tonight. We've had two tadpole. Yeah. Sounds like ass. Yes. <laughs> Buddy, what did you what did you say about the XAXB? You know they belong in the ocean. Yep. Uh, Look, I said they, that needs to be really well. Float really well. The uh, fat cars of Australians, all right? <laughs> the the Mustang the Mustang is a, 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 a what was it a Falcon in a in party dress? Party dress. <laughs> there we are. I think we've offended. Absolutely, everybody. Everybody. Fantastic. And on that note, maybe we should move on to the quiz. <laughs> move on to the quiz. Before, before, before we, we burn shot. down the whole automotive industry. <laughs> Just hearing you talk about the um, sounding like an AU with a, the, the M3 sounding like an AU with a hole in the exhaust makes me think of all those people that that confuse the Toyota CHR with the Lamborghini. Um, Urus. Oh. Eurus, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. it totally went out of my head. Why is it the new Lamborghini? No, it's a Toyota CHR. Toyota CHR hybrid, 1.5 litre hybrid. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, gentlemen, it is the car quiz time. You know the rules. Basically, 10 questions plus uh, some bonus questions in there. Let's get it 
going, you just type, you buzz in with your name, you know the rules. Question one, what car currently for sale has a spec you could buy called the Evolve? Oh, David. David. I know that. Is it a Lotus? Incorrect. Ed. Ed. I think that is a Range Rover. No, incorrect. Right, I'm thinking Evoke. Let's evoke. Oh, I know it. I know it. I was gonna. I was actually gonna say Range Rover. I was thinking that, but it's not. It. <laughs> <laughs> We've mentioned this car tonight on the show, by the way. Oh damn. Alan. Alan. I think I remember reading something about this. Is this the? Is this the Mazda? Mazda what? Uh, well, if we, if we mentioned it today on the show, then it's Mazda three. Mazda, it's a current Mazda three. They have a, yes. a model called a spec called the Evolve. Nice. Evolve, really? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Question two. What car am I? This compact executive car was available as a sedan or wagon and sold from 1991 to 1996. Its model range was the first for the company to use a five-cylinder engine, to which this car had along with either a manual or automatic transmission. Only a few colors were available on this particular spec. They were bright red, black stone, dark gray pearl, dark olive pearl, turquoise pearl, and polar white which all made the car stand out. It was the highest performance model of this car's chassis. Uh, and, to, and today it ran out with a uh, custom, uh, unique body kit, revised interior, and the manual equipped cars had 185 kilowatts to the front wheels via a limited slip differential. This made the car very potent for its time, especially being a family vehicle. What car am I? Ed. Ed. Volkswagen? Incorrect. I was singing that Volkswagen too. Mm. I'm glad I didn't buzz in so I get another go. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, Scott. I've got nothing at the moment. I need to think. <laughs> five cylinder, five cylinder. I'm still uh, five cylinder things thrown me. I think it's some kind of Audi. Mm, incorrect. Ah, oh, damn it. That was going to be my other. I nearly said Audi, but yeah, with the five. 91 to 96. It's not a big model run. Better not be a Ford oh. Monday or some shit. Was it sold in Australia? It was sold in Australia. Two door, you said. No, no, it's it, it was four door, a four door sedan or five door. Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. David, well, it is a Volvo. What Volvo is it? I need the exact spec. I'll give you point five of Volvo. Ninety one, ninety six. David, think ninety one. The eight fifty wasn't out yet. That came out in ninety three. Right. Okay. 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 But pre eight fifty. Hey. You can't be sharing ideas. <laughs> well, the the chassis ran from 91 to 96. I don't know if we got it in, in, I don't know what year we got it in, but I can't say anything more. I was going to say 850R. But it's 850R not. is correct. Well done. Oh! Hey! Well okay, done. There you go. But they didn't have 850s in 91. That's what the, that's what the, uh, the oh, Wikipedia, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. So score check David one, Alan one. Question three. If I if I own a demio in Japan, what David. would it be called? David got in there. A demio. Yep. Is a Mazda two. It is a Mazda two. Correct. What well, um. Question four. What car am I? Made from a high the high performance arm of this automotive company. This car was fitted was a was a departure from the usual high powered V8s. This car used a V6. However, it was fitted with a supercharger. It was a four-door sedan that received a full going over, including body kit, interior, and suspension calibration to make it all more performance-orientated like its big V8 brother. All in, it had 180 k 
kilowatts sent to the rear wheels via Ed. only an automatic. Yes, Ed. HSV? It is a HSV what? Club Sport? Incorrect. You got 0.5 for HSV though. Alum. Alum. Was it a XU6? XU6 is correct. Yes, well done. Good guess. All right, yes. I didn't know that they were only available as an auto, and it didn't sell well because it didn't have really much more power than the standard uh, Super 6 that it was based on. So, yeah, well done, Alan. Uh, You get the other 0.5 for that. Question five. The Lexus IS300 from the early 2000s utilized what engine? Scott. Scott. 2JZ. 2JZ is correct. Well done. Question six. The first generation Vectra sold here by Holden in the 90s had a choice of two V6 engines. What were their sizes in length? We've had this question before. Oh, we have too. Yes, we have. We have. Sorry. Well, 2.5 and 2.6. Yes, yes. We'll skip that question. That, that's, that's Oh, we point. won't. I get that point. <laughs> no, you didn't, even, you didn't even put your name up. No, there. we all knew yeah, the answer. We all knew the answer. Sorry, no. no we, we all get a point. <laughs> you, didn't even, you didn't even call no, it your name, no, Ed. No, no, I still get it. No, you don't. You didn't even call it your name, Ed. You broke the rules. I'm <laughs> struggling. Uh, we'll, we'll leave that one. <laughs> question seven. In what model of the Ford Laser did it get its first turbocharger? Ed. Ed got in there first. KB. KB is correct. Well done. Damn you, David. Score check. David 2, Ed 1.5, Scotty 1. 1.5. So impressive is a laser. Alum 1.5. Anyone's game, gentlemen. Anyone's game. (laughs) Question 8. In uh, what was the first 7 Series BMW to offer ABS? Ed. Ed. It was chassis code, please. The eighties one before the E thirty two. I don't know the code of the oh E twenty three. E twenty three is correct. Well done. Yeah, bang. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Just the bonus question: How many series of the BMW seven series have there been? Ed. Oh, David. Ed. <laughs> Everyone's gonna have a go. You go first, Ed. Okay, thank you. Uh, there was, well, the E23 was technically the first seven because before that it was the three liter C. Um, it, it counts as, as it counts. It counts, as, it, it, it so counts E23, one, you got E32, two, E38, third, bangle horribleness, four, and there was a facelift to that, but that's not in the series. Then there was the nicer one in 09, five, uh, seven. Incorrect. Alum. Oh. Uh, six. There has been six. Well done. Yes. Damn. <laughs> you, went, you went from five to seven. Like, what happened there, Ed? Because I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought, okay, there's one after that one when I was there, and then I reckon there's a new one since. That's what I thought. <laughs> Question nine. Before the steering wheel, how were cars steered? David. David. With a tiller. Tiller or lever? I'll take. I'll take either one of those. Yes, well done. That's not fair. Just because Dave was alive at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, but... David had his L plates on him. <laughs> <laughs> David, <laughs> you know I'm. I'm trying to. I. I. I can't help you here. I. I, I, I really can't. I really can't. Because uh, score check, please. Uh, score check, please. Score <laughs> check. <laughs> score check. David three. Edward two point five. Scotty on one, Alum 2.5. Last question. Anyone's game except for you, Scotty? <laughs> wow. If I had a Z06, what would that be? Alum. Alum got in there. 
That is a Corvette. It is a Corvette. Alum, you take the Hang win. on. Hang uh, on. There's one more question that you disqualified that you haven't done yet. Yes, um, there is. I have to make a new question then. Okay, That's only nine to... questions. We need ten. Oh, okay, I have to make a new question. I have to make a new question. All right, do it now. I'll give you some thinking music. Okay. Done yet? Wait, hang on a sec. I'm trying to get a right, question. I'll, I'll give you more thinking music. <laughs> I think I've had that question before. Okay. According to brightonpanelworks.com.au, <laughs> okay yes and they're they're big time research how much percent of a car's lifetime is spent parked closest one will get it ed oh. ed 70 percent. ed is that 70 who wants to go next i'll go yep 77 percent. 77 says david scott um i'm gonna say 80%. 80. <laughs> and Alum? Huh. I'm going to say 82%. Alum, you take the win. It's 95% of a car's lifetime is spent. Oh, it's parked. Isn't yeah. that awful? Yeah, there you go. Can we have a score check, please, Maddie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is Alum on 4.5. Takes the chocolates. Mm-hmm. Well done, Alum. <laughs> well done, Alum. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. A deserved win. Winning it for the Mustangs. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know where they got their their uh, their facts from, but I I I actually it makes sense though because you know a lot of the times the cars are, you you just drive them for about half an hour to get to work and they for a whole day, so yeah. it doesn't doesn't make sense. True. Just think how high it is for most of us in this group. A hundred percent for me at this point with, with the Merc. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Alan Deep Singh, well done. Good, Thank you. Good work there. Thank you. Good work there. That is it for tonight, gentlemen. That's a podcast. Thanks for the show, guys. Okay, it's bye. Always a pleasure. Nice. It's been fun. Thank you for having me along for the ride. I've enjoyed the time. No I've worries. Uh, sorry for, for Alan Deep Won't be Deep coming Deep. back, will you, Dave? He <laughs> <laughs> is not. Falcon in a party dress. He, um, is, uh, he is looking forward to, uh, you know, getting out of lockdown and enjoying a good summer. Uh, hopefully we can. Like and share our Facebook pages, Car Talk, TORQE with Manny J. If you missed any of our previous episodes, they're all up on Shared Engine, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasting apps. So don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review uh, to Car Talk. Check out our merch on our Teespring store. Go to teespring.com, type in Car Talk store. You'll find us there. Or you can become a patron on our Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash Car Talk podcast. Come uh, see what I'm doing on my automotive life at Manny J underscore Car Talk podcast on instagram if you, if you, you know, message me if you've got any any car questions and stuff that we can put through, through, through the quiz definitely happy to do that alan for our good friend rizzy ross if you want to know what people are paying for brand new cars contact riz at carloop au uh, you can get a better idea on what people are paying so you don't get ripped off so yeah hit them up and um i think due to some changes in facebook we may in the future just have the podcast uploaded to facebook yes because they're allowing Whoa. that now so easier access. Definitely, we we will uh, we will definitely see what's going on there. Scotty snitches. Anyone you want to snitch on? <laughs> no, unfortunately, you're not driving it. So <laughs> I hate Volkswagen Beetle. He's not driving it because it's broken, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't ask questions you don't know want the answer to. Alan. What's it look uh, like underneath? 
Let's not discuss that. It's puddles. It's puddles. puddles. Tell you what it looks like, the River Nile. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Prince, if you ever want any interior love, he is the guru. We know that. Ed's uh, Bunting's bashings, but also doctorate. If, if you, if you need help. 1-800 medical advice. Yeah, call me if you have chest pain. Uh, no bulk billing, so please bring cash. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Alam Al- Al- Deep Singh, who is our resident doctor. If you if you got an STI, he's got he's your man to fix it up. He, I'm the STI doctor. Also, <laughs> like also your man in politics. You know, noticing the crumbling of the New South Wales Liberal Party, but we'll talk about that next time. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. It's been an, it's been an interesting interesting year with pin politics hasn't it, but um gentlemen great show good discussion I'll see you next time take it easy catch you later yeah. yeah.